0: Made on Zencaster.
1: All right. Hey, Andrea, welcome to the show. Um, I'm super excited to have you here on Align and Grow Rich. Now, if I decide to post the video, yes, I'm sitting in my car. Don't ask no (laughs) questions. But my people know that I'm always in my car, and my car is literally one of my sacred spaces. And so uh, the lights went out today at my house and um, I did reschedule two episode, two recordings because I had two more, um, but I didn't want to reschedule this one. So we're in the car, but just ignore that, just listen to the message. So welcome to the show. Go ahead and tell everyone who you are and what your zone of genius is.
0: I love that. And And just before I even introduce myself, my car is my sacred space. I get all my best downloads, all my best connection with my higher power source. I do the most manifestation in my car. So I think this is divine right here, girl. So hey, everyone. My name is Andrea Lowell. I am a self-mastery mentor. I'm from Long Beach, California. And a lot of people might look at me and be like, oh, yeah, it's so easy for you to be grateful, so easy for you to be self-aware, so easy. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I was not born like this. My zone of genius is being absolutely an emotional rock bottom, a spiritual rock bottom, um, a mindset rock bottom, and climbing my way out of that hole to emerge into a manifestation boss. Um, I learned it's all about alignment. So I'm so excited to see where our conversation goes because you and I, we really have a lot of similar things. So I'm just like, I I feel like this was totally uh, uh, orchestrated by our divine teams. And (laughs) I can't wait, girl. I got the chill. So
1: I, I totally agree with you. Um, so I really hate to go through this whole rundown again because my audience is very familiar with me, but I don't think that you are, right? Um, so <clears throat> excuse me, my journey started in 20. Well, I'm gonna say 2012, when um I attempted suicide for the last time Mm -hmm. I ended up in a behavioral center for 11 entire days and it was kind of there where I got to it was very sobering let's say let's say that um, because I was around people who had real mental challenges right and so I was able to look at my life and say oh okay it's not that bad (laughs) it's not that bad Um, and then in 2013 I just had my sixth and final child, thank God, <laughs> um, but I was sitting on my bed in my very small apartment, looking at my children in the living room, talking and playing, and I said, this, there has to be more to life than this, than right. struggle, right, my rent was $578, so roach-infested apartment, no matter how clean I was, it, it just was what it was, um, five of my six children my set, my my oldest was in college but we're in this one and a half bedroom apartment one bath wow and I'm like this is some bullshit <laughs> right so then I was scrolling on Instagram and I saw this book and I actually have it
0: I found it recently um but it was this book right here Thinking for Rich. Phenomenal. I have not read that, but I'm very familiar with it. And I'm trying to get my husband to read it. (laughs) It's it's... (laughs) absolutely incredible. But I was scrolling
1: on Instagram and someone had posted that book. I didn't know who Napoleon Hill was. I had never heard of Thinking for Rich. Um, Up until that point, I hadn't read a self development book. I'm really, really, I used to be really into like mysteries and stuff like that. Um, So I was so broke, but I could afford to buy this book. So I bought the book, and that is how my journey began. I I I started sharing just what I was learning on YouTube right just sharing my experiences and quotables from books and it kind of evolved into mentorship and all of the things so tell us
0: where did your story begin okay and again our parallels are uncanny Mm -hmm. um so I used to work in entertainment, and although our stories are very different, the timelines are very similar and the feelings we felt are very similar. So I worked in entertainment and on paper, I actually had it all. Um, awesome car, beautiful husband, house on the beach, everything that society told me, you should be happy. You should have, you know, you, sh- you have no reason to be mad about anything. But my apartment, um, because I had no self-respect, was also just not at the level. I was um, living paycheck to paycheck even though I was making a lot of money. Um, Mm -hmm. I would chain smoke cigarettes inside my house, my apartment, um, just drinking red wine uh, because I didn't have any other coping skills and I was reading the self-help books. I was you know trying to I, I diagnose myself with um, borderline personality disorder. I thought I had like all these things, but I lived in an emotional rock bottom where I just was so jealous of everyone. Um, how come they're so happy? They have so much less and they're so happy. It seemed like everyone got a handbook on life and how to be great at life. And I didn't get a copy and I was resentful. And instead of taking any ownership for my own mindset, for my own blame, for any of it, I just said, it's you, it's society, it's my mom, it's, you know, religion. It's all all the things that just take it off my back. Mm -hmm. And my tipping point was also 2012. Um, I was in jail March 3rd. Uh, 2012. And mm. it was sobering because that was the last time I had a drink. Mm. I had an instant awakening where I realized I cannot keep living this way. And for me, it was because I couldn't afford to keep living that way. I can't afford these attorney fees. I can't afford, you know, mm. my car insurance. I can't afford all this stuff. So something has to change. And there's a word in Japanese called satori. It means instant awakening. And that's the only word I can use to describe it. Cause people will be like, Oh, did you do ayahuasca? Did you, you know, see a shaman?" I'm like, no, like Life. literally I Life. had, <laughs> I had a revelation, a moment of clarity. You're lying to yourself. Yeah. You're the problem. Um, your lifestyle is a problem. Your mindset is the problem. Your lack of accountability and self-awareness is the problem. So I had to just change everything. And my journey started with getting grateful instead of saying, you know, I can't believe how effed up my life is. I started thinking, you know what? I do have a roof over my head. I do Mm -hmm. have socks on my feet. I do have a car in the garage. And I started really thinking about the things that I had instead of focusing on all the things I didn't have. And I stopped focusing on everyone else because I was living in comparison and I would never have admitted it at the time, but I was jealous. I was so jealous of everyone. People I'd see on TV, oh, she's talentless. Why is she on TV? Uh, oh, how does my f- friend afford that car? Like, did, like it was just, I couldn't be happy for anyone because I was miserable. And so I started this journey of self-mastery and self-discovery and I studied under like Deepak Chopra, Dr. Wayne Dyer, even nutritionally, uh, David Avocado Wolf. I just started changing everything about the way that I thought and not just attaining knowledge though, I started putting it into action. I was walking the walk and literally that mindset shift of focusing on everything that's going right in my life instead of the few things that were going wrong started resulting in incredible manifestations. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, whoa, 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 how am I getting all this stuff? Oh, because I'm grateful and I'm thinking positive thoughts. I'm purposely connecting with angels, the universe, God, whatever we want to call it. I was making that conscious, constant contact all day, every day. So instead of like being in shame and blame and guilt and jealousy, I was in like a song of gratitude, you know, mm-hmm. to my divine team all day long. It changed my life and it got to the point where I was manifesting so much stuff, girl. I, I was like, I need to pump the brakes on this right. gratitude thing because I can't even <laughs> handle all this abundance. I don't know what to do with this abundance. And I realized much like you, I had found the secret sauce and I started taking other people through this process. And I realized, Hey, this works. I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to switch gears. I'm going to quit entertainment. I'm going to quit my other things that I do for fun and I'm going to focus 100% on this because you and I went through the pain that we went through to be able to use that as a purpose to help other people find the same bliss and joy and abundance that we have found and that's what I'm here for that's what I'm doing.
1: Yeah absolutely I always tell people that you know when when people get into the space where they want to complain about everything is there is a point in time where you pray for this moment. Yes. You pray for this moment to happen. You know, people get jobs and they're like, Lord, please help me get this job, right? If I get this job, I'll never ask you for anything else. And then they get the job and then it's constant complaints. Well, this is what you asked for. That's right. Right? And I tell people that all the time, like, where is the gratitude? Like, because there are so many people that would kill to be in our position.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. We have the
1: audacity to complain but this is what we asked for. That's right.
0: right. Yep. Self-pity is a hell of a drug. Isn't it though?
1: Isn't it? And, you know, we are human. So we're going to have these moments where we kind of break and we kind of forget just a little bit, you know, but you can't stay there. You know what I mean? Like for me, I, the 2021, 2022, I don't know what the fuck like really <laughs>
0: i don't think anyone knows what the fuck girl <laughs> i'm literally like what the fuck happened <laughs> what was that <laughs> right uh 2020
1: was the year that the whole world fell apart but it was an amazing year for me and my family oh good right? it good. was incredible um but then 2021 happened and then 2022 and i'm like what the fuck like <laughs> I'm I'm lost something got lost in translation like what happened but then I had to come to the realization that sometimes you know it's a little tough to say Mm -hmm. but I attracted it you know like the the lessons that were unlearned got me to experience to the experiences that I had in 21 and 22 And that's just a very hard pill to swallow a lot of the times, but it is what it is, right? Oh, I completely agree with you. Yeah. 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 So so tell us about, um, more about your journey. Like, what were the ebbs and flows that you experienced on your journey? Because we know that it's not like one and done, you know it happens overnight. Well, I actually do believe that things happen overnight, but you get what I'm saying. It's a journey. Yes. And it's called a journey for a reason. So Absolutely. what is some of the ebbs and flows that you've experienced?
0: You know, so much like you, it's those layers, like just peeling back. Oh, a lesson I thought I already learned. <laughs> Let's just throw this in your face and see how you deal with it. Oh, self-mastered queen over here. And <laughs> I had to realize I was having, um, problems with chronic neck pain. I was having all these issues. And I know that any physical malady is a manifestation of my repressed and unresolved stuff down trauma, um, inability to process and release emotions. And I sat with it girl for months, not even like putting my own, you know, like what What I would have told a client, <laughs> I wasn't doing. And I'm over here like, oh, let me go to the chiropractor again. I, I, I started seeing the chiropractor ridiculous amounts of time. I'm spending all this money on massage therapist, but you can't just like, you know, put icing on a styrofoam cake. My cake was not made with the, the raw ingredients that I preach and teach. So I had to get really real with myself. And yeah, it was a hard pill to swallow. I had to realize this is just me evolving and if i'm evolving out loud and for people and for them to see it's not just perfection but it's literally non-stop spiritual progress that's what i'm gonna do and so i started saying to myself okay the vibration in my body that's allowing this really chronic pain that's real bad like i, I was even scared driving like i couldn't even look over my shoulder i'm like it's clearly a vibrational match this pain in my neck is some sort of vibrational match for a pain in my neck that I am not looking at. And so I got really real about it and I started to look at my direct relationships. People who I found annoying and abusive, I had to put up some major boundaries with and it hurt because I don't want to put boundaries up with these people. I love these people. These people need me. But not to my physical detriment, they don't. You and I both know, when i let go of the need to hold on to people and situations out of fear or i'm the strong one or i know better let me help them i actually allow god to come in to that space that i just cleared to work miracles on them and me but when i'm holding on i'm not allowing him to come in and do the heavy lifting right so Mm -hmm. i had to let go and i had to let god and oh all of a sudden literally the next day wow i got mobility back in my neck although literal pain in my necks are gone. And it's, um it's amazing. So kind of to dial it back a little bit, when I first started this journey, I was literally rocket launched from like third dimensional fear, pity, shame, guilt, resentment into fifth dimensional bliss. I was like, oh, oh my God, people can't bother me. People's opinions don't bother me. Um, I, I can't be perturbed. It was like I was living in a moving meditation. It was so weird. So, but that was my story because you know, my higher power wanted me to see that contrast from pain mm-hmm. and resentment and being at super low frequencies to what life could be if I abandoned myself to that higher frequency, to connection with my higher power, to gratitude, to a life of service. And I lived there uh, for about three to five years, like consistently. And then I started letting up on my spiritual practice. Things got real good, girl. So what did I do? I decided to stop doing the things that got me to the place of feeling good. I exited the taxi cab that had brought me to the location that I wanted to go to. Absolutely. We know when these things come back to people like you and I who really walk the walk and practice what we preach, this step, the stepping backward, it was happening so slowly that I didn't even notice how miserable I was getting again. Yes. So I had to realize that I had to do the things that got me there in the first place. But for some reason, the way the universe works, it was not that easy as the first time. And I'm like, damn, why'd I get off the ride? Oh, it's like when you're on a diet and you're killing it and it's amazing. And then you get off of it and you can't get back on. Right. It's the same damn thing. And it took me a lot of frustration and a lot of surrender and a lot of really ruthless self-analysis, self-awareness and self-appraisal to say, why am I trying to hold on to this bullshit life? Why do I want a refund on my misery? All right. did, Did I create like a spiritual ego? And I, I think I don't need any of this. I'm just going to tell people what to do out of integrity, talking yeah. the talk, but not walking the walk. And uh, it's so beautiful how God, the universe, source energy, all of it responds. I stopped getting clients like, okay, maybe because I need to work on myself, clean <sighs> up my own shit before I can start giving away something I don't have. Right. So it was really a beautiful lesson. And um, I can say I'm back in full swing, girl. (laughs) I am so in love with life right now. And I'm so um, happy about the abundance rolling in and the opportunities that are opening up for me and just the chances I'm taking, not really knowing exactly what the outcome is going to be, but knowing that if I continue this spiritual practice and this self-appraisal and this journey of self-mastery, that I don't have to know what the exact result is going to be because I know it's gonna be beautiful. So that's where I am right now. So I swear we're like soul twins. I think so too. (laughs) I really think so too. Down to like our preference in shoes and belts, okay? Right, because- (laughs) I'm like obsessed with you.
1: Literally just talking about this, how, for me, how big of a role your environment plays right and so my people already know this but I live with a narcissist Mm,
0: mm -hmm. okay and uh, oh I I speak no I I know I I got it girl that's all right they're done that's the biggest thing I've had to deal with yeah so um,
1: we got back together. We were together back in the early 2000s. He was abusive, physically, emotionally, all of the things. We were separated for 10 entire years. Well, broken up, right? And then we got back together. I want to say in 2019. Why? Why? <laughs>
0: you had what more the- learning to do. <laughs> Clearly, I'm like,
1: okay, so what part of me is unhealed that I had to attract this lesson back into my freaking life? and so lately you talked about the pain in the neck i've had a pain in the heart right Mm. and so i keep having these palpitations and i have had every test there is Shit going down my throat all of the things aside from them just cracking open my chest to look i've had all the testing and they're like well maybe it's panic attacks or it's anxiety right there's no medical explanation Right. But I know what it is. I know what it is. Yes, you do. I know that it is the toxic environment that I'm in. And I can be totally fine. Not a palpitation in sight. But as soon as I think about this person, or he comes back home, it's instant. Mm. it's instant and you talked about your business starting to suffer because you weren't dealing with the things mm-hmm. um I too have experienced that this year right like, what but the thing is is like we know what's going on but it takes us so long to get back into action and start doing the work
0: getting back to the basics well let me uh, let me tell you why i think that is Okay. But f- for you and i specifically from where we came the apartment you described to me i didn't even give you the full lowdown on my apartment but let's just say there was just like a i was like a trash bag away from being on an episode of hoarders okay oh, no. like i didn't i was just it was bad yeah. you and i have a high tolerance for misery don't we why we do. because it's because it's our purpose to not let our clients get to that place we've yeah. been there so they don't have to so for people like you and i we might not even notice how miserable we are because by comparison this is great oh i'm chilling but i just got a narcissist in the back room fine right like, like to us that's not a big deal but our soul And God is telling us, no, this is a big deal. And because you're being stubborn and don't want to do it because your ego wants you in this relationship, I'm going to give you a little heart pain. I'm going to give you a little neck pain. Yeah. Okay. So that's what it is. Pain is um, our greatest teacher, unfortunately, but you know what? Lesson learned. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I was, you know, just sitting down and I said, girl, you have to get out of this. You have to. And I told him recently, I said, you're killing me literally hmm like the just the aches and the pains like I've never experienced this before you know and um just to be around this individual it's it's a lot so I tell my people all the time assess your environment and you have to get out if you have to get out right because it's not
0: going to get better
1: it, it just isn't
0: no no yeah. nothing changes if nothing changes we nothing know that sure. for damn sure yeah. um So I have a suggestion for you. I'm not sure if this is something that you do already, Mm -hmm. but um, it would be something very wonderful for your mentees or the women or people you coach. Um, What I did when I was in a little bit of denial about my neck pain, I started talking to it and I started giving gratitude to my neck. Um, I apologized to it. I made a full amends for any, um, harm that I had brought to it. And I told it that I was willing to do whatever it takes to make it feel better.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: I really talked to it through the lens of gratitude. And I knew it was giving me a lesson. And I let it know I was willing to do whatever it takes to let it feel better. Message received, Nick. I got the message. You can stop screaming Mm -hmm. at me. I'm now going to be in the steps. And that's when I started getting all those instant knowings that it is, you know, metaphysical more than physical and that's when i started doing the more vibrational and energy work and me getting to my next level so if i if i was having heart problems i would talk to my heart i'd say girl i hear you i feel you i'm so sorry yes i i might have ignored you because i didn't get it i get it now i'm in the process i am in the the process of letting this ache and this pain go away Thank you for uh, simmering down on the messages that are received. Um, You know, thank you for your patience with me. Thank you for intuitively guiding me to anything that might uh, push this a little forward faster. And I would just talk to it.
1: Yeah. So thank you for that. Yeah. Um, So you talked about, let's say this, let me say this. I love to study highly successful people. And I noticed a pattern in their routines. And I always like to ask people, what is your daily manifestation, higher self routine look like? What are some things that you have to do every single day?
0: Okay. I love this. Um, I sunbathe outside if the weather is nice, because I believe that we get codes and uh, healing from father son, you know, I don't think it was a mistake that the creator chose to put something that's so energizing and life giving to all forms of uh, living things. Um, and if I cannot do that, I use a red light panel <laughs> inside my house. Just I feel like I just would like to start the day with that intentional self care that doesn't take a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I'm not going to do something very time consuming, or that I have to get like, I don't know, ready for, I just want to just sun me, you know? Um, so I do that before I do that, before I even get out of bed, I do something I call snooze gratitude. And it, before I'm really, truly up for the day and I'm just kind of lazing in my bed, if I'm on an alarm clock, it might be um, when it first goes off and I haven't decided to get up yet or before a second one gets up, goes off. That's like, no, you really need to get up <laughs> or if I'm waking up, you know, just to nature um, just before I really open my eyes and start my day. I just rattle off the things that I'm truly 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 grateful for. My brain is in that, you know, theta state and I'm really kind of programming myself for the day. And if it's something just super simple like thank you for this bed that I'm on. Thank you for this snuggly comforter. You know, thank you for this fine ass man next to me. Thank you, <laughs> you, you know, thank you for the roof over my head. But sometimes it's deep. It's like thank you for my, you know, desire to drink being totally gone. You know, thank you for my sobriety. Thank you for the generosity of my sisters. You know, thank you for your connection to me and you're never giving up on me. Thank you for always showing me that no matter the problem, the solution's always spiritual. So like it can go either way, but I don't do shit before I do that. Um, And this may seem a little odd, um, but I don't do like a dedicated meditation or gratitude time, I actually use my car as my sacred space and my constant contact time with my higher power so I don't listen to music I don't have the radio on. I seriously, either. <laughs> I just am ta- I'm in a conversation with God no matter where I'm going. And I look forward to long commutes because it means I have more time to yeah. connect. And I just had a super long drive out to go visit a friend and I got really grateful. And I started praying and talking to my higher power. And I got all these messages um, about what I needed to do with my business and my just things. And I'm like, wow, this is so cool. All it takes is like me just getting out of myself. I'm in my own way, you know, like get out of your way, like let go and let God again, you know? So um, that's what I do. And then before I retire, if I haven't fallen asleep to a movie on or something, I'll fall asleep to gratitude as well. And that's when I do conscious manifestation, really. Like if I want something really, 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 really bad, Mm -hmm. I'll kind of fall asleep giving gratitude for that awesome I I I swear like who are you who are (laughs) you we're twins apparently because I don't my radio is always off and if it's on I'm listening to a podcast right something has to be um nurturing me nourishing my soul or my mindset reminding me of how powerful I am yeah and then I might turn it off and go to God Right, right right um I tell people all the time that so
1: many people and I'm pretty sure you've experienced this in your practice but so many of my mentees it's like they want me to give them this magic pill and yes I believe in magic and and unicorns and fairy dust and all of the things but we have to do the work right and a lot of us just aren't willing to kill off a lot of the distractions that will keep us from doing the work. Like, I want this lifestyle, right? I want this amount of money. I want this whatever, but I'm not. I know that I can't take such and such with me. I know that I can't take the habits that I currently have with me. I know I can't stay in this environment and have the things that I want. So, so many people get caught there. Like it's one foot in and one foot out. And they're not willing to let go of the things that are not helping them to grow. So what would, first of all, I'm sure you've experienced that in business, but answer me, yes or no, have you? And then what do you tell your clients or what do you tell yourself when you go through that? Like, I want this, but I don't want to let
0: go of that. You know, yes, I have experienced that. And it really comes down to what do you want more? Yeah. Do you want the, do you, does your ego need, let's like use judgment as an example of like something I'm not willing to let go of. No, I I Mm -hmm. like feeling superior. I'm going to criticize everyone. I'm not letting that go. Well, Mm -hmm. then guess what kind of life you're going to have? One that begets more things to be critical and judgmental of. Like, You're gonna be at the match of your mindset and your behaviors. So what do you want? Do you want a life where you are so grateful that you just keep getting more things to be grateful for? Or do you wanna be so abundant that you can serve more freely? Or do you wanna be trapped in this pity party, uh, this self-perpetuating doom and this stagnation? So I present my clients and myself, to be honest with you, with that choice what do you want more do you want to be right or do you want inner peace mm-hmm. what is more important to you because if you asked me do you want you know 5 million dollars today or do you want inner peace i would say inner peace yeah like come on so i really have to put people on the spot and now um if people are unwilling to shed and i i i i'm very gentle with my clients we don't have to shed it all today but I need you to tell me that you're willing to look at it Mm -hmm. and it's something that you have a desire to look at. We just have to make the decision. Are you going to decide that we're going to look at this stuff objectively with no opinion? Because I can look back at my life and I can see how all the bad choices I made and all the bad reactions and behaviors and just mindset and self-talk and blame and shame, it was all because I was in a bad place. Spiritually, so I can't judge anyone else from being having those, you know, same or similar or their own behaviors because I just know that we're not balanced. It's usually because we're too much in the mind, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. we need balance between body, mind, and spirit. And I always liken it to like the holy trilogy my trilogy, my holy trinity, not trilogy, my holy trinity is a balance between body, mind, and spirit. And anytime I'm too much in the mind, oh, I can intellectualize my way out of this emotional problem. I can intellectualize my way out of this relationship problem. I can intellectualize myself out of this emotional bankruptcy. I'm going to fail because I can't solve a spiritual problem with intellect. The yeah. only thing that solves it is spirit. Yeah. So, I really talk to people about just cultivating that balance. Is that balance something we want? Is inner peace something we want? Because the soul wants peace. The mind just wants to be right. And if you're connected to me in this moment, it's because your soul is begging you to work with me because I have certain solutions. So if you're not going to do it now, just know I'll still be here later, but I'm not going to work with you if you're not willing. And sometimes you just have to do a little tough love because it's not worth it for me to take on a client that's going to assume that I'm going to do the work for them. I can't wave a wand. Like I had a client once. She's like, I just can't get grateful. She wouldn't even try. I go, okay, well I can't work with you. I'm not telling you, you have to have my heart chakra. I'm not telling you, you have to have my gratitude, but you're telling me you can't jot five things down a day that you're grateful for. You can't like, huh? So, I stopped working with her. Like if you're that unwilling to even try, why are you plopping down cash for a mentor? What I've noticed too is a lot of people think that that energy exchange of cash gets some results. yeah, you know, like, oh, well, I, I paid, you know, a lot of money for this spiritual life coach self mastery mentor. I'm self-mastered, right?
1: No honey. <laughs> of
0: no honey, not at all. Um you got to do the do. and this is ongoing work that's the reason why you and I, you know, we mentor people. We don't just coach people because I got to make sure this is integrated into your being so that you can live a life of bliss and abundance the rest of your life. You're not done doing the work when we're done. You've just begun, baby. So yeah, it's, uh, it's cutting through the noise. It's letting people know that, uh, I'm not going to do the work for them. And getting more firm in my boundaries is how I deal with that. But really laying it out for them. If, if you don't change the way you look at life, your life is not going to change. In fact, it's probably going to get worse. Because in my experience, it only gets worse. It doesn't get better. Because if it got better, you and I would not be here talking about it. Yeah, I'd be in jail or dead. <laughs> I don't know where you'd be, but it, you in a know, crazy house somewhere. A, yeah, like you and I, I, we might be sellies, like in our yeah. little. Because I was drinking myself to insanity. Let's be real. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um. Oh God,
1: I have so many questions that I wanna wanna make sure that I ask. Um, yeah. let's talk about money mindset because I know my audience so well. And this is always something that comes up. They want to manifest love and they want to manifest money. So what are like two or three of your money blocks that you've had to work through? And did you find that they stemmed from your childhood?
0: Oh, Lord, that is a great and deep question. Um, yeah, I was programmed in my childhood that no matter how much money you have, we're still in a lack of consciousness. Like it was just like, I was always told we were broke and I'm like, but we're not. Like it was so confusing. Like I was always just told, no, you can't have that. And it wasn't like frugality. It was lack consciousness stemmed from fear from my parents having their impoverished childhoods. Mm. And I just see how that programming permeated into me. And it kind of goes right parallel with my story. Like I had so I was making good money in my twenties. And I was still in lack, like Mm -hmm. I just couldn't break that mold. So what I did was I had to really start cultivating self-worth. I am worthy of abundance. Mm -hmm. My passions and my talents and my purpose are gifts from God. Those are worthy of abundance. Abundance is my birthright. It's also your birthright. I either believe in the law of abundance and I believe that abundance is here for everyone and everything, or I don't. What do I believe? And I believe in abundance. So I had to really deprogram myself that I thought abundance was limited. Or if this person has 10 high paying clients, there's none for me. Oh, they took them all. Mm -hmm. Well, man, there's no one left in the market for me. No, of course there is because I believe in abundance. It's like just because an iris is a beautiful flower, that doesn't mean a rose isn't. Mm -hmm. They're both abundant in beauty. They're just totally different. So I had to use like the example of just nature and how it's like so abundant, so beautiful, so effortless. And put that and program it into my being. So I use nature and I teach natural law and universal law a lot in my coursework um, for my clients because that's what really helped me to deprogram. I think the way I think because of societal programming, generational programming, trauma, fear, everything low vibrational, not Mm -hmm. self mastered. So what is abundant? What is generous, altruistic, nature, I'm gonna look at nature. And that really helped me. And Mm -hmm. also I spend a lot of time in nature too, just to kind of remind me when my ego wants to get in that pity party or that lack. Um, because once you attain it, doesn't mean you just have it forever. You know, I remember, um, having a little bit, right. Having a little bit of imposter syndrome. Like I remember when I started the, I am everything project, I was like, I have the magic sauce. Like I would pay a million dollars for this information at, you know, like, this is epic. I'm doing it. This is going to change everyone's lives. Then I'm like, wait, what if it doesn't work? What right. if. What if people don't trust me? What if, what if, what? It's like, no, that first thought, that first inclination, that soul yearning, that was the truth. My ego is lying to me. So I had to dismantle my imposter syndrome through looking at the facts. Do I really think that my higher power had me ace all those crazy life tests to become like full of inner peace, bliss, and joy, and like happiness and abundance for no reason? No, I'm on purpose. You're on purpose. Everything is for a divine reason. It's my job to fulfill that. And we call that purpose. We call that Dharma. We call that a soul mission. So, no, uh, my imposter syndrome, that's just the self doubt lying to me. That's the old traits that didn't serve me, trying to rear their ugly heads again and talk me out of my purpose. Guess what? That was fleeting. You had mentioned something we first started talking about, you know, if, if um, a negative thought or doubt creeps in not to live there. I don't know how you worded it, but it was like, don't live there. Don't dwell there. And that's what I had to do. Keep it fleeting, move it on. And so one of the ways that I flip these blocks and your listeners can too, is I turn it over to my higher power. So I might say something like this, if self-doubt creeps in, Dear God, dear source, dear universe, this self-doubt does not feel good. I do not want it. I do not need it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking it from me. Thank you for doing for me what I cannot do for myself. I give it over to you. I do not want it. I do not need it. It's getting in the way of my purpose. I know it's not real. Fear is a liar. Self-doubt is a liar. You've taught me that abundance is mine. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. And I just keep turning it over like that until it's gone. So, I'm not just like not living in it. I'm consciously giving it over to something that's not my brain because my brain is like a hamster wheel girl. I will go over and over and over until I drive myself insane. Now I've reprogrammed my brain to go to God. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So what I, what you just did, I would call a rant Cause that's I what I do. It. Yeah. So anytime that I always tell people this, you know, we always have thoughts. I think we have like sixty thousand plus thoughts a day, right? Right. So right. there's thoughts, and then there's thinking. And one of my online mentors, he refers to thinking as inking it onto your brain.
0: Ooh, right. I'm I- a jot what? that down. What? Yeah, I love that.
1: Yes. So thoughts just come and they go and they come and they go. But then when you start thinking on it, then the doubt comes in and the fear comes in and then you start to worry. And I always say that, that worry is a form of meditation. It's just something that you're hyper-focused on, right? So we have to, what I like to do, because I feel like the dominant thought wins, right? When you right. start to think whatever is the loudest, that's, what's going to win. And I just make the affirmation. I turn whatever the negative thought is into an affirmation yes. and it has to be louder than the negative thought, right? Yes, Because it's going to happen to all of us. And I don't, I think some people think that there's a way to turn it off. There's no way to turn You turn it off, girl, you dead you know (laughs) (laughs) you know right there's no way to turn it off but we have we have power over our minds and I think a
0: thousand percent yes
1: we forget that and I was raised in a church I say this all the time I went to church eight days a week and twice on Sunday and no shade to people who subscribe to religion but I no longer do because in religion it was always that my sky daddy Was the was the one who could fix everything, right? I couldn't question anything, nor did I really have the power or control over anything. Right. And so when I left the church, I had what I call unfucked my brain. So (laughs) I I became atheist for like two seconds, and I didn't believe in anything because religion was introduced to me by my mother, Mm -hmm. right? I didn't choose it; it chose me, right? By way of my mother. So I said, well. I am going to unfuck my brain. And if I'm called back to religion and if, and it resonates for real, for real, then I'll go back to that. But it didn't same. Right? Mm-hmm. So I had to go through this thing. Well, what well, I do want to, I'm a Sagittarius and I think as a Sagittarius, we, we just want to know everything. Right. So I do have questions and I want to know what the hell, what does that really mean? Right. And when I really started to break down the Bible in certain passages, myself it just didn't the math wasn't math and, and it stopped really making sense to me and I really got tired of the preacher saying your breakthrough is coming well friend where is it right because I'm going into every single new year and I'm still broke I'm still depressed I'm still living in this piece of a shit of an apartment like where is the land of milk and honey because mm-hmm. it's, it's a drought over here <laughs> And there was there was really no answer right. right and so when I started to take control of my own mind and really uproot those limiting beliefs that's the only time that
0: my my life started to change would you agree with that oh my god one thousand percent yes one thousand percent it's like when I subscribe to certain religions, I completely disempower myself. Yes. And what I do is, you know, like in the Bible. So I went to private Christian school for 12 years. So it's I I learned the Bible. <laughs> we were tested on it, yeah. you know, it was like asking "Ye shall receive. But mm-hmm. has someone who has studied quantum mechanics since I've been 20 years old, I know that the vibration of asking. I'm going to do a little demonstration for your audience. Dear Lord, please, please give me, you know, a new apartment. Please get me out of this relationship. I'll do anything, God, please, please, please. You know, like, I know you died on the cross for my sins. Like, please, if you can do that, you can do this. Why are you forsaking me? Like, come on, <laughs> verses, but it doesn't say in the Bible or maybe it doesn't, I just omitted that verse. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, source. Thank you universe, thank you for blessing me with all the abundance. Thank you for showing me the door to walk through. Thank you for giving me so much to be happy for. Thank you for intuitively guiding me to solutions that used to baffle me. That is the frequency that's yeah. the frequency. So we're told we have to ask we have to beg we have to send out frequencies of des- on, the,
1: on the altar Lord Jesus. Yes, yes, but it's
0: it's it's frequencies when we look at the quantum level of desperation and shame yes. and lack of power. So if yes. I'm sending out frequencies of desperation shame and lack of power i'm gonna get more things that are disempowering but if i'm like thank you thank you thank you and i don't even need to know who or what i'm talking to the unified field universal consciousness god source my ancestors it doesn't matter it's not me it's not my brain and that helps my mindset it reminds me i'm in control I'm the captain of my ship. I'm choosing whether to be desperate or whether to be grateful. And like Mm -hmm. you said about those affirmations, I too teach that and I too do that. I call that bulldozing through. If I'm like, I am worthless, I am worthy. I am worthy. And I say it, I'll eye gaze, I'll look in the mirror until I believe it. And sometimes it feels disingenuous, but guess what? I got to act as if sometimes, you know, you were talking in a previous podcast about hanging out and exposing yourself to people who are doing the damn thing. It's the same thing. You know, if I want to feel that feeling of opulence and wealth, same thing. I got to bulldoze through my limiting beliefs with power affirmations. Mm -hmm. Fake it till you make it. And if I'm looking in the mirror, lying to myself, saying you a bad B when I'm feeling like not one, I got, I got to fake it till I make it and ramp myself up. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's, that's really what it takes. And I, I think that people think that that's, that doesn't work right or it's it's too easy or i don't want to look stupid or whatever it is that they come up in with in their minds
0: that's right but it's literally what works so what i teach girl is if it's simple it works and it's also sustainable i'm not going to tell my clients you're going to wait for you know a waning crescent moon on the third night and grab four crystals and you know put on some harem pants and dance around with a candle that's that might work you know that might work but that's not sustainable yeah that's not going to take you to a lifetime of bliss that's going to keep you a slave to ritual and again disempower yourself is it the crystal doing it is it the moon doing it no it's me doing it but i'm giving i'm outsourcing all my power to other stuff guess what works affirmations they do affirmations work. Gratitude works. Getting out of the hamster wheel of thoughts work. Turning it over to something greater than my brain works. Working on my mindset works. And it's not done in a day. It's reprogramming. Think about it. If I've had decades of programming from everything, school, my friends, the media, like the Kardashians, whatever it is, programming me to tell me why they're hot and I'm not. They're yeah. worthy and I'm not. How they've made it, I never will. It's gonna take me more than a day of affirmation. And it's not something that um, is gonna be comfortable. Yeah, if you feel stupid doing it, great. It means you are exactly the person that needs to be doing this. If it comes yeah. natural to you to say, I'm amazing, I'm I'm wealthy and abundant, I'm attracting blissful relationships. If that feels so good, maybe you already have those things, right? Yeah. It's gotta be uncomfortable. Yeah. You gotta be comfortable being uncomfortable. And one day, it is comfortable. Like I can look at you right now and be like, I am abundant AF and I am loving it. I would never have been able to say that 15 years ago. I would have been like, oh my God, why did I just say that is cringe? Right, right, right. Like shut up, right? So, <laughs> I, exactly. So I want to touch on,
1: you talked about rituals just now. I started doing rituals for people in 2020. Yeah. Okay. And I loved it because there are so many testimonials that came out of it but then over the last year maybe 9 months or so i've kind of been doing fewer and fewer right because i had this epiphany and i'm like I, what i what i saw is a pattern of the same people coming back over and over again every single ritual they're coming back and they're like okay i need some more money i need another money ritual and i'm like i don't like that right because then you always need me. And I don't want you to always need me, right? Because you have the power within you to do everything that I do. Right. And then I started to feel convicted, like, damn, I I think that I'm enabling a part of this person that is still dwelling in lack and limitation. And they still have this poverty mindset and they're still going feeling like they have to go outside of themselves. To manifest whatever the thing is, and so I I've, I haven't been doing them like I used to, because yeah, I could take your money, sure, every single time, and most people will, right? But it didn't feel good to me to continue to take people's money and do these things, do this ritual for them. But I want to teach you how to do it, right? Oh my god, I love let's, you, girl. Let's yes. talk about the part of you that feels as though you can't do it yourself. Mm -hmm. you know
0: yeah so i tell all my new clients on that very first call when we decide we're going to work together i say i am not here to enable or foster codependency yeah that's exactly what it is the name of my program is the i am everything project because i am everything i'm going to show you the path but it's so you can become your own guru you don't need me i am not the medicine you are the medicine, I'm going to show you how to self administer. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to, you know, go get an IV drip every two weeks. The whole point is to not outsource your power. Because guess what, I used to outsource my power. I used to go to psychics, tea leaf readers, I'd sit, I do all these things. And yep. I'd get that temporary surge of, oh my God, I got it. And then a few weeks later, a few months later, I need it again. You need a fix again, yeah. And because I was disempowering myself, that's why I said a little bit ago, I had to cultivate self-worth. Anything anyone else can do, I can do. But maybe it's not my purpose. Like, I don't want to be a psychic, right? That's not my purpose. But they can do it. I could probably do it too. Just not calling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not going to invest my energy in it. But I can fix my mindset. If I can do that, so can you. If I can get grateful, so can you. If I can be my own healer, guru, sage, best friend, advocate, champion, so can you. Yeah, And it's the truth. There's nothing that I do that my clients can't do. Because there's nothing I'm doing that's outside of what we're doing, which is simplicity. Simple is sustainable. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and it... It's all so simple. You know, I don't know if you listened to um, my podcast where I talked about how I manifested my first luxury apartment.
0: No, I wanted to listen to that one though.
1: It's literally the video on, that's where I first posted it on YouTube. Um, It's, everybody knows me from that video. Like that's the first video that everybody saw of mine, right? And so I just retold the story on the podcast. Well, how I manifested that apartment was, I found it online because it was in Dallas at the time I was living in Houston. I'm back in Houston now for now. <laughs> <laughs> and um and I found this apartment and I was broke as a joke. Credit was, you know, I had just gotten fired from my job. I got fired for no reason. I wasn't even there, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, but I knew I said, well, maybe this is it's time for a change. So I wanna move and I found this apartment online. And, um, I couldn't afford the admin fee, the application fee, nor the deposit, but I wasn't going to let that stop me. That's the apartment I want. And my affirmation for years has been, I always get what I
0: want. Yes, honey. Yes, honey.
1: Period. Okay. And so what I did was I, as I was going to sleep, I um, said what I wanted. I said, this is the apartment that I want, but I I cannot pay the app, the admin, the deposit. And I need at least six weeks free. Mm, mm, mm. I went went to sleep. This was a Saturday night. I went to sleep. You know, there's a story in the Bible where, I don't remember who it was. Was it Jesus was on a boat and it was in the middle of a storm Mm -hmm. and all the people were panicking on the boat and Jesus went to sleep. Like, that's what I did. I went to sleep, right? That's what you have to do. Right. I went to sleep and I let it go. I completely let it go. Tuesday morning, I received an email saying, hey, guess what? We got this new move-in special, six weeks free. All the things are free up front. And, but my credit was still back. Like mm-hmm. my credit didn't change, right? Right. So they ran my application, but they couldn't access my credit
0: reports. Oh, fantastic.
1: Right. And they were like, yeah, we don't understand what's going on. Are they frozen? I was like, no, they're not frozen. I don't know either. Right. And he says, well, there's a glitch. I
0: <laughs> love a damn glitch. Right.
1: Don't you love a, a manifesting a glitch? There's a glitch. I don't know what's going on, but your background is cool. You know, mm-hmm. you're not a criminal or anything. So we're just going to go ahead and push this through manually. That is literally how I, I liter- said it in my mind. I didn't even say it out loud. I said in my mind what I wanted, and I went to sleep. And when I tell that story, people are like, "Uh uh-uh, but it had to be, you had to do something else. It had to be harder, more
0: complicated. There's something else. No, bitch, that's what I did. (laughs) I'm just like, yes, go girl. I'm so glad you're teaching this you hit on a few things that detachment from outcome, because you have faith, you know, you can manifest. So what am I going to sit here and and agonize over it? Also letting go of the how, because if we would have tried to have concocted how this would have gone down, I doubt a glitch in the like Equifax system would have come up. So when we let go, and let the unified field of infinite potentiality come up with the perfect thing. That's why I tell my clients, stop worrying about the how. I just had a client manifest a $1.3 million house. There is no, she was like, how am I gonna do this? I'm like, don't worry about the how. Just set it in that direction and forget it. Set it and forget it, literally and i actually uh i just manifest some crazy shit too that i i forgot i manifested because i had just written some stuff down and that's not my normal style that's why i forgot because you know my gratitude in the car da- mm-hmm. and i look back because one of my friends goes how did you manifest that I go i i don't know oh shoot i wrote it down i pulled yeah. out the paper and i read it and it was exactly what i manifested it was just under four acres of land in the state of my choosing with a well, with a septic, with a this, I was like, that's exactly what I manifested. And guess what? I said it and forget it. Yeah. obviously I went to the showing, you got to, you got to, right. go you still got to do some work. Yeah. But that's all I did down to the price. Damn. Say, but it's the same with you. Like we're not, we're not surprised by this. No. Had I worried about it, like you yeah. said, meditated on it. And I'd be like, Oh my God, how's it going to happen? Da-da-da-da-da. It wouldn't have happened it wouldn't or have. a wonky result would have happened. Yeah. But when I start doing little small manifestations and I start getting that manifestation stamina and faith, then I can go on to the bigger stuff and I can okay. do like you and I can set it and forget it on my apartment. Like that's yeah. amazing. I love that. That's so empowering. Yeah. Like, you're making me want to manifest some shit tonight, girl. (laughs) Let's do it. Um, Let's do it. (laughs)
1: Um, But that's, it's it's really easy to me. It is easy. Because we're not overcomplicating it. Don't overcomplicate it. It's not complicated. That's right. right.
0: The human Um, mind wants to make everything complicated. That's why people will look at us and say, it's too simple. You're lying. You're leaving something out. The secret is there is no secret. The secret is your thoughts become reality. Your faith becomes your reality. Your doubtlessness becomes your reality. So let's work on that.
1: Yeah. That's, that's what, the work. And, and what you feel into becomes your reality.
0: Yes, sister. Right? So yes. yeah, like talking about, you know, feeling rich, feeling yeah. happy, feeling everything. You got to feel it. That's yeah. why for me, gratitude works because I feel it, yes. yes. So like with my clients, they might not be able to feel it on that level. So I give them an example of like a tool shed in the backyard. Like gratitude is my sharpest tool in my tool shed. It might not always be, it might get dull, but I want you to find your sharpest tool. Is it meditation? Is it yoga? Is it prayer? Is it, you know, journaling? What, being of, whatever it is. Let's find your sharpest tool. And I want you to use that tool. We can use mine as an example, but you're not me. Maybe it's not gratitude. Let me help you find your sharp tool. And guess what? After you use it for maybe a decade, it's gonna get dull. We'll put it back. We'll pull out another tool. Mm -hmm. So that's the thing too. People think like whatever they're doing has to be set in stone. What I've really learned is I'm constantly evolving. I get my messages in different ways. Like I used to just get number messages, right? Signs, synchronicities. Mm -hmm. Now I'm getting like a lot more crazy ones. Like I'll say something and then like on the TV, it says the same thing at the same time. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yes. right? Yes. Like I've yes. been deja vuing a lot lately. I'm, it's, it's like people will say things. Like I'm getting it from, I call them earth angels, people. People are saying things to me and it resonates with my soul. So it's like, but if I thought, oh, I only get messages in numbers, then I'd be missing right. all the messages. So yes. we got to stay adaptable and know yeah. that It's a living, breathing thing. This is not the Ten Commandments. It is not written in stone. Mm -hmm. We got to grow. We're never done evolving.
1: Yeah. So my thing is journaling. I love that. Because I believe writing it makes it real. I do too. And so much so that I created a journal. It's called the I Am Manifestation Journal back in 2017, I think um so that's one thing that's one of the techniques that I absolutely love because I know if I write that song down I'm gonna get it <laughs> like yes I know that I'm sitting in one of my manifestations I scripted about this car in 2018 it's an Acura MDX Okay. And at the time, I didn't even have a car. My car was re-fucking-possessed, okay? And um, so I wrote exactly what I, it needed to be black-on-black. Black. Obviously, this one isn't black-on-black, on black, but close enough. Close enough. Um, I wanted to be able to pay cash for it. I put down the year that I wanted. It, it couldn't have X amount of miles, blah, 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 blah. Um, 2020, I manifested this car. We went into the dealership. We paid cash for it. <laughs> Uh, also in 2020 I manifested our new home I scripted okay let me tell you the story I love this at the end of 2018 I was evicted from my apartment because I stopped doing the work right right so I got evicted from my apartment and then for whatever reason I thought that it would be a good idea to go to Atlanta for what right so we're staying in this little ass hotel room it atlanta and i'm still making youtube videos and i made a video where i scripted out my dream home and it it had to be on a golf course and all of the things right homeless okay barely able to pay this weekly rent on this apartment but i'm still believing and i'm still manifesting right right so in 2020 we bought our home and um it's not on a golf course but the golf course is down the street so close enough close enough close enough so you know manifestation we're always manifesting the good the bad and the ugly right 24 7 365 yes but it's it's just important to so what would you say to the person so first of all tell me what you think about the recession What what is your take on the energy of the recession
0: how far down the rabbit hole do you want to go? go. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I, think it, I think it's manufactured.
1: True. Yes.
0: And I don't want people to live in fear. It doesn't mean we don't have to take some necessary steps mm-hmm. to prepare for maybe some food shortages. I mean, they're stopping with diesel trucks, gasoline and stuff. But the way that we are controlled is through fear. Absolutely. So Mm -hmm. if I'm seeing manufactured fear, I got to do the opposite, which is faith. Mm -hmm. And I got to start taking the steps so that I'm not in fear. Mm -hmm. So if that means I got to go on a little budget or something, I'm going to go on a little budget. Um, But I'm not going to do it from the frequency of fear. And this is why the work you and I do is so important, because I actually know when I'm acting from fear and when I'm acting from faith. Yeah. You know, I, I, I've i I've operated through fear for so long. I know exactly what it feels like.
1: And yes. I'm not
0: doing that. Like, I, I, I might buy some stuff, buy some gold, buy some stuff. Oh, you're operating from fear. No, I'm not. I'm not afraid at all. In fact, I'm empowered by my decision. Yeah. Um, So I want people to know about what goes on in the outside world. It's so important that we don't latch on to that energy, that mm-hmm. our energy is so strong. And our capabilities are so strong that we can use a recession as an opportunity for rapid growth and abundance because guess what prices are going to be dropping if they haven't already Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so just know everything is happening for you not to you your mindset and your outlook are going to determine the manifestation that comes from it yes yes so don't align with fear
1: yeah, I, I like to tell people I'm at recess. I'm not in a recession. Oh, I love that. um You know when, the, and I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but when the whole pandemic happens, yes, girl. You know everybody and their mama was scared to death, and they put on these masks. No shade, no shade, because I know that a lot of people lost a lot of people and all the things. And I don't want to come off as insensitive, but I'm telling my experience. Right, um I did not subscribe to it at all. I said I saw it for what it was. And it right. was some bullshit. From right? day one, we saw yeah. what it was. Yeah. Day it one. Was bullshit. And I said, you know, I'm not going to be fearful. I'm not going to be afraid to breathe. <laughs> like the fuck? No. Absolutely. <laughs> not. No. And no. I can say that me and my family, we have never had it. We've never had corona. corona me neither, corona honey. Corona how's yeah.
0: How's that possible? Right. Because <laughs> I didn't I didn't give my energy to it. I just refused. Right i'm with
1: you 100 and that's what people have to you know people love to say oh we're going into this recession and they want to when you start to hoard your energy i.e your money because you're you're afraid as fuck of what's going to happen your energy is going to die off i.e your money is going to die off right when you give your energy to this whole recession then everything just dies off. And, and then you go down this rabbit hole of depression and, oh my God, I can't do this or that. We just have to see it for what it is. And, you know, when you believe that you are divinely protected and every decision that I make is the right one, right? When you come from that place, yes. fuck a recession. I'm like, you. you
0: know, <laughs> so I gotta, I always remind my clients too when it's stuff like this, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, virus, whatever the hell it might be. Mm-hmm. Let's look at the facts over the fear. Let's look at the facts of the Great Depression. Let's look at the facts of 2008. We're all still here, aren't we? Yeah, We're all living, we're all surviving. Like, yeah. was it the media or was it whoever's running? The, what factors really came into play here? If we could survive all that, we can survive all this. Don't fall into the fear. So there is acronyms for fear that I like to um, remind myself. Fear, and if we get into lack, it means fuck everything and run, and that's <laughs> right. And that's like I am so afraid. I'm gonna hold on to that money. Fuck it all. Ah, like
1: ah!
0: the world is happening. Let me just crawl in my freaking storm cellar and hold all the food. You know, wow. or face everything and rise. Mm. face it face the fear head on know that we're being lied to right like know that the people who don't give our energy and attention to uh manufactured fear uh aren't living in fear not getting sick calling in abundance you know when we look at the super wealthy they use recessions to their benefit that's when wealthy get wealthier so maybe we should say what are they doing? Guess what they're not doing? They're not saying fuck everything and run. Yeah. They're saying, hmm, maybe this how is- Can how we capitalize? Turn, turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, I used, um, I call them the lockdowns because that's what it was. I used the lockdowns as an opportunity to really work on my business. Same, yeah. Like it was the best thing. Don't get me wrong, when it first happened, I was very resentful. I was like, fuck these motherfuckers. How dare they try to steal my strength, <laughs> closing my gym, cl- closing healthy restaurants, leaving McDonald's open? Like they're trying to steal my health, my strength, my ability to see people. I'm like, fuck all that. So yeah. I was real resentful. But then, you know, I was like, I'm not going to be in that frequency. So I thought, what can I do? This is happening for me, not to me. What I can do is I can work on my business. I can finesse my offerings. I can make better videos. I can start an Instagram page. I can do all these things that I didn't have the time to do before. So instead of going down to the downward hole of despair and fuck everything and run, I went to face everything and rise. And I am like so much happier, so much more abundant. Whereas like, I can't say the same for everyone. Yeah yeah and it's not everyone's purpose you know to to be at the stage you and i are at that's why i have compassion for everyone because it's not people's fault that they um, thought the way they thought because it was constant bombardment yeah so i'm not mad at anyone i have it
1: was yeah that it was but we all have to figure out how to pivot in in no matter the the environment we have to figure out how to pivot right And how do, how can I gain from this? How can I grow from this? And that's the energy that I feel like everybody should possess. is is not going to victim mode, not going to fear, but let me figure out how I can pivot. Maybe I do need to pivot a little bit.
0: Yes, it's always a pivot. So you just made me think of this. I hadn't thought of it in so long because it was fleeting. I wasn't living in it. You know, I remember um, a narcissist in my life was trying to tell me during the lockdowns that I had to work for Amazon. I had to get a job. I had to get a real job and I was going to lose my house and all, all this stuff. And I'm like, don't put your fear on me, bitch. Like, I am not subscribing to that. But guess what? I told this narcissist, just so you know, I have the humility to wait tables get a job at the grocery store do do the things i need to do if i'm really going to lose my house i have the humility to get like a a a minimum wage job don't get it twisted yeah but i don't operate from fear watch me sit here in my house do some things i need to do maybe get some menial jobs but i'm going to work on my purpose And guess what? I didn't lose the house. I was provided for. Was I abundant AF at the first, whatever? No. But I didn't surrender to the dark side, which is operating from fear. I'm not gonna work for Walmart. You know, like if I'm gonna take a job, I'll take a job at maybe a natural grocery store that I I, I like. Mm-hmm. Don't tell, don't project your stuff onto me. Yeah. So I share this because I want people to know. Like, I ha- I was presented with a choice and a lot of harassment to operate from fear, not faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have stood my ground, operated from faith, had the f- humility to do some little odd jobs here or there, pay my mortgage payment. Mm-hmm. And I am more abundant than before this whole thing started.
1: Yeah. Those narcissists are amazing, aren't they?
0: There they are something else and this whole experience taught me the last two three years my boundaries have been like so anchored in Because they're trying to these narcissists trying to feed on me because I'm an empath I'm sure you are too. I'm a highly sensitive person Like if you say something too loud, I feel it. I'm like, ah don't talk so loud. It hurts Yeah, and they love that they love hurting us getting a reaction out of us. Guess Mm. what done? Yeah. None. I see it now. I have compassion for you. I love you. I accept you, but I do that from over here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I always say now that I'm not engaging, I'm not engaging. Cause I know that's what you want. I'm not going to engage. Um, which is why I spend so much time in my car, because if I do engage, I'm going to end up in jail.
0: <laughs> Girl, we really need to have a conversation off air too. Yes.
1: <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Okay. Okay. So I've had you for a, a
1: really long time, and I and I'm I'm loving talk. it. <laughs> uh, what would you? What is a couple? How? However long you can talk, however long you want. But what is something that? And we'll have to do a part two to this. I, yeah, because I, I, I we need to because we can keep talking like, and talking, yes. but we have
0: to finish eventually. Right.
1: <laughs> right. So to the person as I was before we started talking about the recession to the person who is feeling all of the things, right? Feeling the energy of the universe and they are going through financial hardship, but they want to start manifesting a better life and lifestyle for them and their families. What would you say to them?
0: What we have to really do is start eradicating doubt we have to really know that we can manifest. So I would start manifesting some small little tiny things. Because if I can manifest, for example, like a text message from someone, I can manifest a house or a car. The only thing that's different about it is I don't have doubt that I can manifest a text message, but I have doubt that I, a Lamborghini will be in my driveway tomorrow. I have yeah. a lot of doubt about that because yeah. there's too much how. But if yeah. I was if I was doubtless, and I'm just being honest, I have doubt how am I gonna do that? If I was doubtless, it would manifest. So I got to work on my doubt. So I would tell people, let's start realizing how powerful your brain is and your heart is working as antennas that just shoot out exactly what we want in the direction of what we want. So think about someone that you actually want a message from. Mm -hmm. Think about someone who you actually wouldn't mind a DM, a comment on a Facebook post, a text message, a voice message, or a, a card in the mail, because remember, the how is up to the universe, right? Yeah. But the what is up to us. So think. don't think about an ex-boyfriend who you hate. Think about someone who you really wouldn't mind them reaching out to. But you know it's so odd, it has to yeah. be a manifestation. So yeah. I'm not going to manifest my sister texting me because that's not odd. But mm-hmm. I might say, hmm, my best friend from seventh grade, that would be real weird. But yeah. it's just a text message, I have no doubt. Let me think about her. And you just really, for like a minute, really think about her do it all day, every day. And she'll, and it'll come within a week for sure. Probably the next day, if not the same hour. So once you start realizing where I put my attention and energy on is what grows and manifests in my life, let me start putting my energy and attention on abundance and prosperity. Mm -hmm. And prosperity is a good word because it implies giving prosperity is generational wealth. Potentially prosperity is I'm so abundant. I can give and continue to grow my wealth. So I like to say I'm surrounded by wealth and abundance and prosperity. I love prosperity. I love the idea of giving it back and paying it forward. So start focusing on all the things. Act as if. Start getting grateful. Instead of focusing on all the lack you know, like, well, I don't have a car in the driveway. You know, I don't have my bills paid. Think about what you do have. Hey, I have a bicycle that gets me to work. Hey, I did pay a few of my bills today. Hey, I have clothes on my, on my back. Hey, I have a whole closet full of Jordans, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. focus on what you have and give gratitude for it. Because then when we're focusing on what we're grateful for, we'll get more stuff to be grateful for. So, Start with small manifestations and start cultivating that gratitude with where you're at. A lot of people want to look at you and I and say, well, I want to do what they do. We're where we're at. Be where you're at and master where you're at. Get the confidence and the doubtlessness of where you're at, then climb to the next step. And then we'll start manifesting like you did a a car. We'll start manifesting an apartment. We'll start manifesting a new job. And then we'll start manifesting acres of land and mansions and all the stuff. (laughs) Diamonds. I love manifesting diamonds. So let's do it, fam. And I want a full report from the listeners on how fast they got that damn text message or if they got a DM or a what. I want to know. Because when I have my clients do this, it yields results almost instantly. Yes. And if it didn't, it's because there's doubt. So sometimes we might just want to manifest doubtlessness. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for me being doubtless. Yeah. It works. I like to quote
1: this quote from A Course in Miracles. And it is, what you appreciate, appreciates. 100%. What you give gratitude for grows and when it comes to asking for signs I always ask for the weirdest shit because I know if I see it I know where it came from Mm -hmm. and so I'll give a quick example um I was I'm in the okay I've been very resistant to moving right Uh moving away from this relationship Mm -hmm. don't ask me why because my heart is no longer in the relationship right but I've been very resistant about moving out of the house I don't want to take the kids from their home I don't want to take them out but them being there is just not mentally I don't know what I'm trying to say it's just not healthy right Uh, we
0: all got you yeah
1: right so um I I said well you know I always have to have signs because I need proof you know I'm about receipts you got to show me is this what I'm supposed to do and I asked you. I asked to see elephants love it because I who the fuck sees elephants I don't live you know in a jungle somewhere Sahara, yeah Serengeti oh. whatever like yes I'm in Houston like give me a right, <laughs> right. So here's the thing I was scrolling on TikTok and this guy was cooking and I love to watch people cook I don't know why and, you know, he was very engaging. I just loved his energy and his personality, blah, blah, blah. He had on his necklace, right? And it had this huge thing on it, but I wasn't really paying attention. I'm just watching him cook. So then someone asked him, "What? what is the uh, pendant that you have on, right? So he leans into the camera and he shows it. And what do you think it was?
0: It's an elephant for sure. It's a wood carved elephant. And I'm like, you got to be shitting me. That's right. <laughs> Now you're open to the signs being delivered in a way that they're actually going to be delivered. There might be some people who are like, nah, I asked for an elephant we know that we are given signs anyway I saw an elephant walking down the street i asked for an elephant it's gonna show up as a wooden pendant on some dude's video i was intuitively drawn to because that was my soul telling me to watch this i noticed the pendant so then when it became an elephant i knew it was a sign i asked for very specific signs too i will when i manifest a sign i give gratitude for the sign being so crystal clear that yeah. there's no way I can even consider it not being the sign. Right. And that's how I manifest signs. We can do this, people. You can ask for it to be specific.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not hard. Um, and then the second part to that is um I was actually shopping for my daughter and I was in Home Goods and I was looking for something. <clears throat> And I went down this particular aisle, and when I tell you there were elephants everywhere, Mm -hmm. on blankets, on pillows, statues of elephants, elephant penny banks. I'm like, what? Okay, okay, okay. I get it. (laughs) I see the fucking elephants. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I see the elephants. It was so funny. But anyway, yeah, she's right. Ask for signs. Ask for signs. um, And just be open to receiving them. No, I'm not going to expect to see a fucking elephant walking down the street in Houston, Um, but you know, I, i never see elephants,
0: not on, not on t-shirts,
1: nothing. So that's what I asked for. Which is,
0: that's why we ask for certain things because we know it has to be a sign. Yeah. 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 So go a little out of the abnormal so that we guarantee. Yeah. So. Everyone need, needs to cultivate that doubtlessness, start building up those manifestation muscles, just like going to the gym. You know, you can't lift a weight once and think you're going to have it down. You got to keep going, you know, and the more you work out, the better it's going to be. So yes. that, that's what's up and and gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. So
1: let's leave them with one or two books that you would say, what are your, what are two books that change your life or help to shift your mindset?
0: It's so funny. I'm blanking on the names of them, but they're very esoteric. So Rudolf Steiner um, was a mystic from the early 1900s. And he was kind of like Nostradamus in a way Mm. where he would like make these predictions. But he was also like um, into medicine and all these other things. And he taught a different way of thinking that was operating from that divine space within really operating from the soul rather than from just the mind alone. Our, our soul uses the mind. We're in control of it. Much like you teach and you do. Um, so anything by Rudolf Steiner, um, would be my suggestions, but they're, I got to warn people. They're not easy reads. Um, I was kind of like, Oh God, it's like written old English or some shit, but you know what, if it, if it was vibing. So if it's vibing, it's vibing. Um, and then, um again can't think of the name oh uh, wisdom of the ages by uh wayne dyer uh dr wayne dyer just because i'm all about ancient wisdom whenever i get caught up in the rigmarole of daily life i think what did our ancestors do what did the sages do you know what did what did people do guess what it wasn't consumerism and cowering in fear and turning on the news it wasn't that right yeah Yeah. Wisdom of the ages, baby. All day, every day.
1: All right. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. We'll have to do a part two. We definitely got a chat offline, <laughs> um, but I so appreciate you coming on. Okay. All of your information, I'm just going to put it down in the show notes for people to connect with you on IG um, and on your website.
0: Perfect. I'm so grateful to be here and I cannot wait to see where we go next.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for coming
0: on. All right.